No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Girls, welcome. Wednesday night edition Daily Boogie Podcast. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a lovely day. I certainly did. As always, so much to get through, so little time. If you want to share the show out, please do. If not, whatever. If you'd like to tip the show, you know how to do it. And you know where to follow me on Twitter. Yes. Good news tonight. For two reasons. First reason, yes, Jim Enwood in the chat, 400 shows. 400 little times of sitting here doing this. Really adds up. <laughs> Think about, what, what else could I have done? <laughs> I bet I could have learned a couple of languages by now. Maybe even got a fucking doctorate in something. But not something important. Something artsy, where I could kind of half-ass it, just pull through. So yeah, 400 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. Good day. Good day. And the other good news is it's not all going to be about COVID either. So we've got two pluses going for us tonight on the 400th episode. Okay, you know what? Give yourselves a round of applause. There you go. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to open up the show tonight with this one. Hand up. Who remembers us talking about specifically insurance companies leaning on employers who will then lean on their employees to get vaccinated because the insurance companies will say something like, look, we're going to have to put up your premiums if you don't have everybody vaccinated who works there. And your boss might be a really good boss, but... You know, it's it's the economy, stupid. Uh, if it costs a lot of money, then he'll say, look, sorry, mate, it's not up to me. It's up to the insurance company. You know how it is. Or they'll do something like this. Seven hours ago, Delta Airlines to add monthly health insurance charge to unvaccinated workers. Specifically. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Because... It's like they've been fighting for cheaper health plans and cheaper health insurance for very unhealthy people for a long time, right? Hey, just because they're a little portly doesn't mean that they should pay more. And you might have said, well, because they're a little portly, that puts them in a higher risk category for various diseases and horrible things. So I'm afraid, you know, it's it's a little more expensive. No, 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 you can't do that. That's racist. Oh. So it is. All right, well, I guess we better not do that then. So, all right, we'll make sure that we don't charge people extra based on, you know, certain health decisions. Because that would be wrong and cruel, and we can't do that. And now the very same insurance companies. <laughs> all right, look, I'm afraid if you want if you want to pay a fair price, you're just going to have to make sure that everybody's had the jab. Oh. So by proxy, by proxy now, that means the insurance companies are kind of calling the shots. It's not even the banks. 
You thought it was the banks calling the shots? No, no, no. The banks have insurance. <laughs> the banks pay the insurance companies. They're the ones calling the shot. And I mean, it's only going to get better from here. This is just like the kind of first body over the trench. This is the one throwing them. This is the company throwing themselves on the barbed wire to see who else can get across. Delta Airlines will impose a monthly $200 surcharge on unvaccinated employees. Enrolled in the company's healthcare plan, CEO Ed Bastian announced in a memo on Wednesday. Nice. By memo. Nice touch. Yeah. Howdy there, valued employee. Here's just a little heads up from the big guy about <laughs> upcoming changes to your payment plan. <laughs> what? Hi there. We were... We love America and we respect everybody's freedoms. And like Donald Trump said, hey, I know you love your freedoms, but. So we know you love your freedoms, but unfortunately, in these topsy-turvy economical times, I'm afraid we're going to have to charge you for this extra health insurance, unless, of course, you get, get the vaccine. You had the carrot, now comes the stick. The move makes Delta the first major US company to impose a monetary penalty on workers. So, like, there's no, we're not offering incentives anymore. <laughs> now it's just punishment. Okay? I mean, it's reassuring. And as you know, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we do have to trust the science on this one. As you know, as you know, we're going to have to follow the experts' leads here on this one. Trust the science. This doesn't sound very scientific, though. Charging two groups of people two different premiums. And, you know, arguably the one who is unvaccinated in many, in many, this is the irony of it. In many cases, perhaps, the one who is unvaccinated, uh, unvaccinated might be far healthier than the vaccinated person who might cost, like, a fortune more in regards to health insurance. You know what I mean? Because it's a meme. It's a meme now. So you can have the guy who goes to the gym every day and he's he looks like he's cut from marble and it'll be like, you know, unhealthy person. <laughs> Sick person. Infected. And then you'll sit him next to somebody with bold frame glasses. You know the type. Maybe a floral dress. Something like that. And, you know, they'll be the kind of person where... The ticket seller at the at the you know at the jet company, at the aircraft company, the ticket seller has to kind of usher them aside and say, "Look, I'm sorry, but you will have to buy two seats." But they do it respectfully, not in front of everybody. Now that person, so they'll be on the other side of the meme, and they'll be the healthy one, vaccinated person, green tick, healthy, safe, not a health risk. Chad, Chad, Jim guy with mus muscles cut from marble. No, unhealthy person, infected. Beware, he might be on the run from a hotspot. So we must keep close eye on him, tabs on him. Who knows? Why it matters. The move makes Delta the first major US uh, company to impose a monetary penalty on workers who choose to remain unvaccinated, according to Bloomberg. While 75% of Delta employees are vaccinated, the move is intended to increase vaccination amid a higher concern over the, quote, 
very aggressive Delta variant. Winning underscore TV tipped five dollars. Thank you, sir. Happy Hanukkah, my Happy Hanukkah. Word pass from Trenton Wade. Nice. is never wrong, or so I have been told. It is never wrong. Trust the science, my man. Trust the science. Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen, dlive.tv slash winning TV was on last night with Kitty B. So Kitty B was on winning TV, and tomorrow night he'll have the Dutchman, you see. The move makes Delta the first major US company. We read that three times. While 75% of Delta employees are vaccinated, the move is intended to increase vaccination amid heightened concern over the, quote, very aggressive Delta variant, Bastion said in the memo. I like it. I like a good memo. Starting September 30, quote, COVID pay protection will only be provided to fully vaccinated individuals who are experiencing a breakthrough infection. So now we're making that distinction. Two infected people, but one is infected because they had the vaccine before. They'll get the better treatment. <laughs> so imagine that you can have two vaccinated people laying in a bed next to each other. And because because the, the one in the bed on the left... <laughs> has had the vaccine they get whisked off to like you know the good ward because you haven't had the vaccine they leave you downstairs in the broom closet <laughs> they hand you a little bell and say look ring this if you stop breathing <laughs> okay both 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 have contracted the the illness <laughs> they're laying in beds next to each other no 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 one is safe and one is unsafe don't you see Trust me, I'm afraid we're look, I know it doesn't make much sense if you put it that way, but I'm afraid we're gonna have to trust the science on this one. Well, I like to trust I trust the science, I do. You know. Like for example, when I close the fridge, you know, the refrigerator door, I trust that my vegetables will be cold in the morning. So I trust science. Don't make me out to be like some kind of fundamentalist or something. That would be silly. Trust the science, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of science, in an unrelated story, this is fun. Australia's hacking bill passes the Senate after House made 60 amendments. So just, just when you thought, maybe you were thinking to yourself, okay, I think we're doing a lot of policing now in this COVID era in cities in Australia. I think we've kind of, we're getting to that kind of point where, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I think you've had enough, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, come on, mate. Hand me the keys, okay? Look, I don't hate you, all right? But you have been getting a little bit too excited about the rules and stuff. Well, just when you thought you'd seen enough of that, here comes another one. Wait until you hear this. If you're an American in the audience, this will shock and terrify you. If you're a Canadian in the audience, you'll go, Haha, yeah, we've already got that. We had that we had that ages ago, bro. Two Australian law enforcement bodies will soon have the power to modify, add, copy, or delete data after the bill allowing such activity was waived through the Senate on Wednesday morning. I'm gonna put this in the chat. I'm gonna keep reading it, but I'll put it in the chat anyway in case you want to read along at home. Because it's a good one. It's a good little one. The Surveillance Legislation Amendment, uh, in brackets, Identify and Disrupt Bill 2020, 
now awaiting royal assent, which means in some kind of ceremonial bullshit, the Queen has to sign it, which will happen. I mean, we're passing new surveillance laws in the COVID era of policing. I feel safe. Some might say that yeah, there, there it goes again. But I just call it being free. I feel so much safer and protected these days. This is wonderful stuff. The first of the warrants is a data disruption one, touted as a way to prevent, quote, continuation of criminal activity by participants and be the safest and most expedient option where those participants are in unknown locations or acting under anonymous or false identities. So essentially meaning, you know, on suspicion perhaps, uh, anonymity is now a condition of suspicion, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because under, you know, one of the triggers to activate, you know, the next piece of this policy in whatever form is, oh, okay, well, there, there you go. It's an anonymous account. Therefore, we now should go in and have a snoop around and see what's going on in there. This just passed, by the way. This warrant gives the cops the ability to, quote, disrupt data by modifying, copying, adding, or deleting it. Failure to comply could land an individual with 10 years imprisonment. I've been surrounded. Whilst to her eyes only paper thin. 10 years, eh? Throw away the key. The second is a network activity warrant that would allow the AFP and ASIC to collect intelligence from devices or networks that are used or likely to be used by those subject to the warrant. The last warrant is an actual takeover warrant which will allow the agencies to take control of an online account for the purposes of gathering information for an investigation. And if that ain't You know, we're just, it's, it's, it's like, think, try to think of it like this. I've been watching a lot of 80s cops movies lately. Try to think of it as, you know, the 80s cop movie when the guy commandeers your vehicle. Okay. Jump out. It's okay. I'm with the authorities. I need this car right now. Get out. I've got to chase this guy. It's the same thing, except now it'll be, you know, the authorities will take charge of, you know, your Twitter account or your Facebook account. Um, now with the ability to, quote, modify, copy, add, or delete data as they see fit once they've taken over the account <laughs> uh, for the purposes of, quote, for uh, an investigation, whatever that means. Whatever they're investigating, I don't know. I mean, how good is 2021 going? And I just hope, I hope, man, because I've had this kind of burning feeling for some time now i just feel like because now i'm starting to see the rhetoric right now i'm starting to see the stuff go around and it, you know whatever I, it makes sense i'm not saying it's wrong but we're starting to see now the conversation turn to well look we're about to come into summer remember our um seasons are reversed down here so we're just coming out of winter now and the conversation's starting to turn like 
oh no, no, we'll be ready for summer. You know, summer's different. The, the virus doesn't like summer as much as it likes winter. And remember I said a few weeks ago, man, I feel like the States is getting set up for a big baton strike to the back of the legs before winter. And I think it's going to be fucking lockdown city over there. Unless you've got like a very, very strong governor or a very, very strong mayor or whatever, you might be one of the lucky ones. But there's going to be a lot of people who, are, like I said, it's the lockdowns are coming back, trust me. And I, I reckon winter, as it gets closer, that's going to be the time when they really start to push it. But I could be wrong, but I've just got this sneaking feeling that you're being set up for a big fall. The good news is... Um, you will be able to listen back to previous episodes of this show and see what, you know, exactly what's going to happen, you know, six months from now over there. So you'll have a head start on them. So isn't that always good? It's good to have a head start. All right. I wanted to show you this. And again, sticking to my promise here, it's not COVID related. Do you remember... Um, we, we went over an article a while ago, a couple of weeks ago, about the infrastructure bill, how the feds were trying to write into the bill the ability to kind of just go into anybody's bank account kind of business or personal and just start taking notes, you know. And a couple of people on Capitol Hill said, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, where are we getting this from? What makes you think you can be so snoopy here? You know. Well, of course, it's all in the name of safety, ladies and gentlemen. Safety, protecting you, keeping you safe. This is just the it's the same line. It's the same argument in every country. It's it's like it's like the riddle to unlock all doors in the multiverse or something. You utter this phrase, it's for your protection, we're keeping you safe. You utter that and pretty much anything is okay. Anything is allowed. Why? Because because the cause is so righteous, nobody could dare question it. We are protecting everybody from future calamity by doing what we're doing. And, you know, don't make us do things that we don't want to do. If you make us do things to you, it's your fault. Right? That's kind of the arrangement. So, I mean, it is what it is. Not much I can do about it. basically what's happening if you if you kind of strip back all of the the layers of political speak and stuff that's basically what's happening but anyway aside from that in the infrastructure bill the biden administration bipartisan infrastructure bill they wanted to get in there they wanted to snoop around your bank accounts and there was a lot of new stuff being swirled around in the bill relating to, you know, the reporting of taxes on cryptocurrencies and shit like this. Look, I don't even fully understand it. But what I do understand is, you know, the kind of base level thing is they want to get in there and have a look around. They want to see what you're up to. That's how I kind of distill it. They haven't been in there yet, and now they want in there. They're knocking on the door. Hi. We noticed you're into a little bit of this, what they call cryptocurrency back there. Yes, that's right. Well, I'm afraid to inform you, we now have a federal, you know, mandate which 
means we have to come in to have a look at the books. Yes, exactly. Nikki Fruit Loops in the chat. The Minister for Communications should be the one who gets it. They want their cut. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And, they, and they're going to get it too. They'll get it one way or the other. You know, you didn't think that the, the most powerful money men on planet Earth would just let some other currency take over what they're doing, you know. They were never just going to let it happen. Ideally, they would, you know, kind of slowly hijack it and then turn it into something that makes money for them. <laughs> and maybe a bit of regulation, a bit of tax off the top. Maybe that's just what the crypto doctor ordered. So on that theme, I've been seeing, you know, considering the infrastructure bill and stuff, I've been seeing a lot of these kinds of little kind of, you know, those little two, three minute news segments when I'm doing my rounds. And, and, you know, a lot of, you know, written copy as well. Now talking, now the conversation, there's a little subsection of conversation. And you'll have to forgive me. Maybe I haven't noticed because it's hard to break through like the wall of COVID news in Sydney. <laughs> it's hard to peer out. Basically, you know, you're just trying to throw rocks at the, at the glass house to bring it down so you can see the sunshine again. Not to be true dramatic. But... So a lot of this kind of material talking about, oh, look, cryptocurrency is very dangerous. If we don't get in there and regulate it for you, how are you, the idiot investor, how are you supposed to feel safe and protected, right? This is, this is like I said, it's the golden key of phrases which unlocks all bounties. It unlocks all the loot crates, all the secret doors. It's God mode. Hey, look, you know, we just want to get into people's personal bank accounts and their crypto accounts. We want to dig around and see what they're doing so we can protect them. So we can keep them safe from the bad guys. And if you don't believe me, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Exhibit A. Tanya and Jared Vitovic discovered cryptocurrency through Tanya's co-worker a few years ago. Look, I love the Chiron already. Crypto nightmare. It was a nightmare. And look... I've, I've, I'm upfront with you. I've been very critical of crypto in the past, like a couple of years ago. Not so, <clears throat> not critical in, as in like any kind of moral crusade or anything, but I just never fucked with it because I'm like, it's way too volatile. You know what I mean? It's way too up and down for me. I couldn't enjoy myself if I had to do that. So I got a little bit in a long-term thing that I haven't looked at in like 18 months or something. And I don't care really about it. I'll check it in five years and see what happens. And by then, by then they might have taxed the fucking shit out of it in five years and I'll have nothing. <laughs> you know, I'll owe the I'll owe the money. I'll I'll check my crypto account five years from now. And it'll be like a negative 1,600. And what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I'm afraid, you know, because you didn't address the various changes in the taxation regulations. Over the past five years, we have now taxed all of your crypto money from you, and that's it. And now you actually owe us $1,200, so. Is that right? Yep, I'm afraid we've got to trust the science on this one. Really? Trust the science? Oh, yeah, didn't you? I mean, crypto spreads COVID. I don't know if you know that or not. I didn't think that was true. No, well, you got to trust the science, I'm afraid. It's a crypto nightmare. So, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not somebody... Basically, what I'm saying is I'm not somebody who's fucking waving pom-poms for crypto, but I'm not as harsh on it as I was maybe a couple of years ago. 
And they thought the boom that attracted so many investors would give their young family a financial leg up. It was going to be a way to retire and be secure. So the that is, that is a beard right there, isn't that? That's what I like to call the snowplow. Very good. She doesn't look too impressed with him. Got to admit. She's, she's kind of got that look on her face, which is like, that's not what I told you to say. Oh no, what's he doing? He's going off script again. He's an idiot. My husband is an idiot. <laughs> That's that look there. Yes, of course I've seen her before. Retire and be secure. So the Florida couple started buying Bitcoin Florida. and Ethereum using Coinbase, the largest US cryptocurrency exchange. Okay. So how did it go at first? Up until recently, it was great. I mean, is this going to be one of those stories where, you know, the rest of us just go, ah, yes, that's investing. I don't know. Press one in the chat if you think this is going to end up being just an investment fuck up or press two in the chat if something legit has bad happened to them. What do you think? Because I'm, I don't know, one or two. I could, I'm like 1.5. I've got to sit on the fence on this one. I can't pick it yet. Like, could it be one of those stories? Oh, it was a nightmare occurrence. But then it ended up being something like they just put the wrong wallet number in or something. Once you lose it, you can't find it again, whatever the fucking thing is. See, we're pretty split in here. Uh, mostly ones. There's a couple of twos. Henry's a 1.5 too. Yeah, it's a dodgy one. Maybe I'm too cynical. Maybe I should just trust that they have been robbed by somebody. I mean, you know, here's the thing. People rob you now or the government robs you later. Which one do you want? <laughs> Honestly. Which one do you prefer? Uh, I, I guess when the government robs people, it robs everyone equally, if that makes sense. Almost. When the government robs people, they say, okay, everybody's got to pay 10% more, you know? Whereas if we're talking about, you know, you you more traditional robber they're just kind of robbing one guy <laughs> and the rest of you are okay so what do you want do you want to do you want to get robbed now or do you want the government to rob you later on which one amberlina with the diamond thank you for joining us my fee for being late hi boogie hello boogers that's very good see look at that didn't even have to ask thank you because you know it's embarrassing to send the invoice thank you for joining us man so, you know, here we are. Here we are amidst this crypto nightmare engulfing us. Let's see what happens. Recently, it was great. But earlier, the hair was red like the fires of hell. This year, the Vitovics say their account was hacked. hacked. Their investment, which had grown. Was their password password? So, have we considered that? Was their password like their birthday or something? Come on. Come on. We all know passwords by now. <laughs> Was the password password? Possibly. I'd like, hopefully not. But who knows with people. How'd it go at first? Up until recently, it was great. Okay. But earlier this year, the Vitovics say their account was hacked. Their investment, which had grown from a total of about $45,000 to some 168000 Okay. 
Okay, now, if they did somehow get robbed, I, if it was me, I would be pissed. <laughs> I think everyone here would be pissed. I mean, if you lost 170 grand, you'd be pissed. <laughs> so, I hope... Now, I kind of hope that they're making it up. <laughs> was essentially wiped out, okay. going down to $587. I sign onto my computer and I see a ton of security alerts, password changes, everything. And then I signed onto the crypto and I said, it's gone. To their uh, astonishment, they say they couldn't get anyone from Coinbase on the phone, just email. It turns out they weren't the first investors to have that problem. More than 11,000 uh -oh. complaints since 2016. Are they going after Coinbase? I don't know. Someone, someone in the chat will know crypto well enough to answer my question. Are they going after Coinbase for some reason to lower the lower the price? Ducks Regents with the diamond. Thank you for joining us, sir. Is that it? You know what? We got to take this Coinbase down another peg or two. Make it a bit cheaper. Charts don't just drop like that. Okay mostly related to customer service, have been filed with the Federal Trade Commission and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And the Better Business Bureau, in an alert, says Coinbase has not responded to a pattern of complaints from consumers who state they are locked out of their accounts even after providing required information or updates. Let's see, I'm, look, I'm skeptical already because, okay, I don't know anything about the BBB. I've never heard of the BBB. Have you? Press one in the chat if you've heard of the BBB. Press two in the chat if you're like, who the fuck is this? Like if they knocked your door and knocked on your door and said, hi, I'm Boogie Bumper, I'm with the BBB, would you say who? What? Because I would. I've never heard of the BBB. What the fuck is the BBB? The Better Business Bureau. Ugh. So what is it? It's basically bureaucracy for business, is it? Sounds fucking hideous. <laughs> you know, you know, here in the business community, we stand against overregulation by government. That's why we want to form our own regulatory body to regulate what the government regulates to us. <laughs> I present to you the Better Business Bureau. Fucking what a nightmare. I got I got into business to regulate it. <laughs> oh, okay fucking inspiring story the founding of the better business bureau i'm sure is told to better business better business bureau grandkids around the campfire on you know on little scouting trips and shit and they all resent you every single one of your children resents you if you work there of this i'm certain i'm afraid we're gonna, we're gonna have to trust the science on this one yep gotta go with the experts on this one i'm afraid all right Federal Trade Commission and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Okay. And the Better Business Bureau, in an alert, says Coinbase has not responded to a pattern of complaints from consumers who state they are locked out of their accounts even after providing required information or updates. And customers have difficulty reaching the company. Well, it's a big fucking company. <laughs> it's a big fucking company. And you know, because, I don't know, maybe I've been on the internet too long or something. I've just seen so many review sites, which are just, you know, the review site was where, um, you know, astroturfing was fucking invented. 
literally. Like on the old, old, on the, you know, on the first form of the internet, it was a utopia that your primitive mind kept trying to wake up from, you know? So the old version of the internet, pre-2001, the first place, the first kind of battleground for astroturfing mass comments and shit and mass reviews was like the movie sites and stuff. So I've, I've been seeing this shit for far too long. So when this when this BBB shows up with their clipboard and says, excuse me, sir, we want to poke around in your crypto investments. And the reason we're doing this is because we're keeping you safe because Coinbase... Uh, they have refused to answer all of these complaints here on this. Like, who? Where are they getting the complaints from? Is it a review site? Because <laughs> you know, imagine if, imagine if a legal precedent was set whereby companies had to respond to every critical review on fucking every website in the world. <laughs> Because the people, the people who, you know, get the ball rolling in that direction, they're just, they've got no idea. Because that's where it'll go. <laughs> the thing is, they think they're doing good in the world. They just make everything more difficult. This not only was our future, this is my kid's future too. You wrote them and said you lost $170,000 and they didn't call you back? No. They still haven't. Here's how the crime often works. Okay. Hackers get into the victim's phone and redirect texts and confirmations to themselves okay. and respond as if they're the victim giving them access to the crypto accounts. Uh -huh. What? 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 Hang on. Hang on. That was a little too quick, don't you think? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, egghead. Now, did he say it was there? Is, did he say that's what happened to them or did he say this is a common one? Because that all happened very fast. When Whenever they do shit like this and they try to go very fast with something, I'm always like, hang on a minute. Because that, that means they're up to something. $1,000 and they didn't call you back? No, they still haven't. Here's how the crime often works. So, so here's how the crime often works. So this is not the crime that they experienced. Oh, see, I told you, they're sneaky little fuckers, aren't they? Why you gotta be sneaking around all the time? It's infuriate. You you you're pretending like we don't notice. I'm sorry. Why don't you tell us about this crime? The you know the one you're interviewing the people about. Why don't we ask them about that one? No no no. Here's how the crime often works. Here's one I prepared earlier. They're having you on. <laughs> See, like I said, you gotta be, you gotta be fucking, you gotta be on your guard with these fuckers because they do this shit all the time. There's more. That was the first. There was something else. I can't remember now. And they didn't call you back? No, they still haven't. Here's how the crime often works. often works. Hackers get into the victim's phone and redirect texts and confirmations to themselves. Okay, okay, okay. How do they get into the victim's phone? You know what I mean? Wait, I feel like you're skipping over key parts here. Okay, hackers get into the phone. Okay, now what? That's it. They redirect. No, no, no. How do they get into the How do they get into the phone? That's a very, like, physically into the phone? What are you talking about? Can't, 
can't rest on that. Okay, so hackers get into the phone. This is how the crime often works. It's not necessarily this crime, but hey, it's close enough. So we can't actually report the actual crime story. Oh, okay, we can just make it up then. We'll, we'll make up a fantasy one and report on that instead. Do we need details? Fuck the details. How do, but sir, how do they get into the phone? We're not writing a show here, just say it. Okay. Respond as if they're the victim giving them access to the crypto accounts. Okay. Tanya's last... So, respond as though they are the victim. I don't understand what he's saying. Do you? Because, you know, I'm pretty sure once you lose access to your account, like if you lose your Bitcoin number, you can't text somebody to get... <laughs> To get the um to get the password changed, that's it. You're out. You're done. You know. So who? I don't understand how the texting part plays into losing your crypto. Like I don't get. What do you mean? They're not. They're not doing a very good job explaining it. We've got lots of. We've got lots of pictures of the, you know, the lovely family with the kids and lots of graphs and stuff, right? Got plenty of graphs. Look at this, straight down, big drop. Oh no, lost money, scary. Very scary stuff. Right? But we're, we're scant on the details. Texting gives them a link to a fake Coinbase page. That could be it. Semper Reloaded, thank you for joining us. Better Business Bureau in an alert says Coinbase has not responded to a pattern of complaints from consumers who state they are locked out of their accounts okay. even after providing required information or updates. And customers have difficulty reaching the company. This not only was our future, this is my kids' future too. You wrote them and said you lost $170,000 and they didn't somebody being there, being there. And as if they're the okay. victim giving them access to the crypto accounts. All right. Tanya's last communication with Coinbase came in late May right. when Coinbase gave her back access to her account after she was locked out for a month. There was always a struggle with customer service. Former Coinbase part-time customer service employee Jason Rose. <laughs> Fucking really, really got a big one there, didn't we? <laughs> Let's get a quote from this guy. Part-time part casual, sometimes weekend worker. <laughs> Coinbase. <laughs> that was subtitle, exactly. Do you remember? <laughs> here we get the big. Here we get the big quotes from the big players. Locked <laughs> out for a month. There was always a struggle with customer service. Former Coinbase part-time customer service employee Jason. <laughs> part-time customer service employee. <laughs> <laughs> the part-time customer service employee is now going to talk about hacking <laughs> hacking and customer complaints i mean he's the man for the job clearly rose says the company's customers needed reassurance in yeah. taking the plunge into crypto they need that touch of somebody being there while they're going through this complex transaction. What the fuck is going on? I don't even know what people are talking about half the time anymore. 
Ugh. Jim Nword sent this one through in the suggestion box on the Discord. Thank you for sending this one through, Jim. Proof of vaccine to be required for some non-essential businesses in British Columbia, officials announced. Welcome to the club, Jim. Welcome to the club, Jimmy E. Hang on a minute. We didn't vote for this. Damn straight. <laughs> British Columbia still using the Union Jack there. That's a nice touch. It's nice to see. Nice to see another Union Jack flying out there somewhere. All right. I mean, you know, you did you think we were all just going to watch what was happening in Australia and that'd be that? Like I said, take it or leave it. Maybe you're in one of the good areas, but your winter is just around the corner. But like I said, the good news is you'll be able to come back, listen to these old episodes six months from now when it's happening there, and it'll be a cool dinner party conversation over the Skype call that you'll only be allowed to have for the next 12 months or so. It'll be nice. You'll get to wow your friends while Jeffrey Tubin masturbates. Oh, we're going to need some audio there, aren't we? Vaccination, our BC vaccination. That's all. New provincial health officer order will require individuals to provide proof of vaccination, our BC vaccination card, to access certain social, recreational, and discretionary... <laughs> CTV has fantastic breaking news music. You know what I mean? Because that's not me playing that music in the background. That's them. They have got breaking news music to win the Olympics. Listen to this. New provincial health officer order will require individuals to provide proof of vaccination, dun, 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 dun. vaccination card to access certain social, recreational, dun, dun, and discretionary dun, 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 events dun, dun. and businesses. So dramatic. Keeps going. And with Just that, keeps BC's going. top doctor unveils the province's plan for with a vaccine that. passport. By September, by September 13th, the, the British the music still will play. need at least one vaccine dose by October 24th. <laughs> we'll need both doses to access a number of events. Da, 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 and on that long list, restaurants, nightclubs, fitness centers, ticketed sporting events, indoor concerts, movie theaters, and indoor conferences. Wow, pretty much everything. We're unveiling the vaccine passport. That's the Chiron. <laughs> vaccine passport unveiled to celebratory screams from appreciative vaccinated individuals in the audience via Zoom, via Skype. <laughs> the crowd cheered. The, cr the cheers could be heard over the sounds of the police sirens enforcing local curfews. As everybody celebrated, finally, the vaccine passport has arrived. I can have restricted freedoms once again. I'm embracing the new normal because I trust the science. I mean, it's a reassuring thought, isn't it? By September 13th, the British Columbians will need at least one vaccine dose by October 24th. We'll need both doses to access a number. They're springing it on you fast, and it's funny that uh, Jim sent this through. So I'm going to assume Jim is in British Columbia without knowing, but I think he might be. So basically, they've given you what? What? 
three weeks. <laughs> three weeks to write. All right, no more fucking around. Three weeks or you can't do anything. Oh, that escalated quickly, huh? We got a similar one here. We basically got less than two weeks. We got about 10 days. Um, you have to be vaccinated. You get your first shot. Otherwise, you're you're not allowed to go to work. So that was our one. And that was, what, eight days ago. Eight days ago now. That ultimatum was put to the crowd. And now Canada's getting their first one. And then guess what? It's going to be local jurisdictions in the States. They'll be getting them too. They'll start having these little harder edge. Their little mandates will start having a little bit more edge to them. It's coming. It's coming like winter is coming. It's going to be a long winter. A hard, long winter. Baton strike to the back of the knees. Down she goes. Number of events. And on that long list, restaurants, nightclubs, fitness centers, ticketed yes. sporting events, yes. indoor yes. concerts, movie theaters, yes. and indoor conferences. Oh, and feels so much. And weddings. <laughs> so here's, here's a nice thought for you. This is how much the government is keeping you safe, ladies and gentlemen. They are going to ban your own family members or friends or loved ones from attending your wedding, even if you think it's okay. No, no, no. We're not leaving it in your hands. We are making the choice for you. We're making the decision for you. You are banned from having unvaccinated people at your own wedding. Notice how... Notice how it's the last venue they mention. After a pause, conferences and weddings. Listen again. And indoor conferences and weddings. <laughs> so now the government's going to take control of your fucking guest list at your wedding. And still the people celebrated. Still they wanted more. Govern me harder, Daddy. Govern me harder. I don't think you're keeping me safer hard enough yet. Do it more. Good evening. It's an unprecedented move in our province as BC battles the fourth surging wave of the pandemic. Fourth the wave now. Well, I'm, like, I'm glad we're up to the fourth wave. Because it's like lethal weapon, you know. This is the fourth one is when it really wins its spirit back, when it gets its soul back. I wonder what the new variant's going to be called. I'm sure there's an Instagram influencer influencing it on Instagram right now. Day, you'll soon need to show a vaccine card to enter many non-essential businesses and events. The province is hoping the restrictions will finally get thousands of unvaccinated people to roll up their sleeves as COVID cases rise, straining health resources. So it's, it's open blackmail. <laughs> it's just an open threat. I mean, it, it's... I, I, <laughs> If somebody else, if somebody who wasn't the government did that to you, it would be, you know, it would be something that they could be arrested for. I don't know how else to describe it. Somebody threatening 
you know, your job or your livelihood if you don't if you don't take a medicine that they demand you take. That would be a very, very serious crime <laughs> if the government wasn't doing it. <laughs> You try to keep up. All I know is it's getting it's getting more fun by the day. And every day I just I just watch on from my porch in my rocking chair. You know, smoking a smoking a cigar. Like, hmm. The good the good days really are behind us, aren't they? We're shooting dogs, we're tearing down basketball courts. We're just rolling this kind of shit out in every Western... Every Western country is the same. I had another story on the rundown tonight and I ended up dropping it before the show in Greece doing the same thing. The UK doing the same thing. Greece doing the same thing. Canada, Australia, everybody's doing the exact same thing. The States will too. We're all just copying what China has already done two years ago. It's the exact same systems. We watch the clips on this show. If you know the good little Chinese workers flashing their fucking vaccine passport at the at the front desk of the building they're trying to get into. One guy was like, oh, I came up negative, so now I've got to go home. Oh, so what happens to your job? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. CTV's Maria Weisgarber joins us live from New Westminster. Good Maria, night. where else will people have to oh, show street proof noise. of Street noise! Fuck! fuck is wrong with these people because surely before they turn the mic on to go to the live cross they test the mic surely you've turned the mic on in the last fucking five minutes since you've been standing there somebody must have been listening on headphones and as soon as as soon as they open that mic up all you can hear is they really are fucking idiots working in the media now basic stuff they fuck it up it's been getting to this point for a while because all of the best communications people you know where the best communications people end up they end up either working for the government or for private companies doing PR and shit that's where they go the average communications graduates end up in the media the really average ones end up on Canadian media. <laughs> the below average ones. As as evidenced right here. This live from New Westminster. Maria, where else will people have to show proof of vaccination? Mijang Scott, this won't apply to essential services I mean, such as... Honestly, what kind of a fucking idiot thought that was a good place? Look, look how close they are to the road. What are they doing? <laughs> Go stand up next to the fucking building or something. Get in a, a, get in a corner away from the big sounds. Do something. <laughs> Jim's, Jim's like extraordinarily average <laughs> in the Canadian press grocery stores or healthcare, but it will cover a lot of indoor arts and entertainment type activities oh, as well as on-campus housing look at look how serious it is back here i mean look at look at all of this chaos happening here in british columbia 
Dude just strolling past, no mask. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, clearly you can see chaos is just engulfing the streets out there in British Columbia, ladies and gentlemen. They've got to do something. We've got to do something to stem the tide here. I know, vaccine passports. The people are demanding it. <laughs> They're demanding it. <laughs> Please let us out again. I want to feel safe once more. Campus housing for post-secondary students. In a few weeks, proof of vaccination will be required for eating out, working out, and going to see the game, among other places, as part game. of BC's latest bid to slow down the spread of COVID-19 and protect more people. More we people. continue to see waves of cases particularly in people who are not yet vaccinated. Uh, the provincial health officer says over the past month, people who were not fully vaccinated accounted for nearly 90% of all cases. It's part of why the province is announcing a BC vaccine card will soon be required as proof in order to take part in certain non-essential activities. <laughs> I want it to be on the record, ladies and gentlemen, that they deem certain non-essential activities to include your wedding. Your wedding has now been categorized as a quote, non-essential activity. Therefore, unvaccinated guests will be banned from attending your wedding. <laughs> I can't get over that one. That's the government doing your fucking guest list at your wedding, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you could even say, I don't care if they're vaccinated or not. I'm vaccinated. I want my sister at my wedding. I want my brother at my wedding. And the government will say, no, he can't go. And if you have him there, I'm afraid, you know, we're probably going to have to have him arrested. <laughs> Why? Because he's unvaccinated. Therefore, he's dangerous. A dangerous individual who knows what kind of hell might be unleashed upon the city should he be allowed to roam free. French leaders call for vigilance amid vandalism at vaccine sites, ladies and gentlemen. So the French are getting their tits going too. A vaccination centre in southeastern France inundated with a fire hose, its walls vandalised with words equating vaccines with genocide. A piece of paper found in a vaccination centre in Toulouse, France, with a message, quote, one day all this will blow up. Oh dear. That's a direct threat these days. <laughs> Gotta be careful of things like that. Because guess what they've just had pass in France not that long ago. Yes, it's a, you know, it's an, a Canadian style slash Australian style slash British style slash German style slash whatever style slash French style vaccine passport. So they're they're the first ones over the trench, the French. And obviously you can as you can see here, they're clearly supporting it in big numbers. Clearly all of these people are in support of the new measures which is why they are being uh, completely surrounded by heavy riot police in France. And the riot police in France, by the way, carry uh, machine guns. <laughs> 
and don't ever go up to them. If you're in Paris and you're a little bit drunk from drinking some breakfast French beer, don't ever think that you can just stroll up to one of the guards underneath the Eiffel Tower holding a machine gun and just kind of chat and make jokes with him because, trust me, he will not be impressed. (laughs) And you will be forced in great shame to kind of turn back on your heels and head back from the direction you came in wrong. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what happens. I don't fuck around over there. And just like, mate, fuck off. Okay. (laughs) So the French are kicking up a stink too. Why would anyone be kicking up a stink, you ask? Well, you know, good news. Hang on, just one second. I'm just going to grab something. I'll be right back in a sec. Sit tight. We'll be right back. I had to get a drink of water. Sorry about that. It was like I was sucking sand off a camel's dick. So dry. All right. So I got good news for the people who have been saying now, because this this has been the kind of talking point for the last few weeks or so, hasn't it? Uh, as soon as we get to that magical, the, the 70 to 80% vaccination rate, that's the magical number. How many times have you heard that? Hey, look, it's all about 70%. It's all about 80%. If we can just hit 80%, we'll let you have some little freedoms back. Sounds like a good deal, doesn't it? Hey, if you guys, if 80% of you guys go out and get the vaccine, we might let you go to the hairdressers again, huh? 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 What do you think of that? Showing just how cheap we really are when push comes to shove. You know, people are like, we want to sacrifice for the cause. How much do are we really willing to sacrifice, though? How about a free haircut? Done. Come in. Flatten the curve, bro. Let's have a look here. So... We've, you know, everybody's been told the kind of 70 to 80% vaccinated number. That's the magical number where you don't need lockdowns anymore. Well, unfortunately, that was last week. And this is this week. And this week, it's a little different from last week. So in terms of the Doherty modelling, the what they're saying is around... Like I, like I said the other day, there's a lot of this modelling stuff getting thrown around now, isn't there? Modelling getting thrown around with, quote-unquote, trust the science. The thing is with modelling, though, it's... The question is, is it ethical to make... Is it question? Is it ethical to make, you know, very severe political decisions, like very big political decisions, like stripping freedom away from millions of people? Okay. Is it, you know, morally or ethically correct to do that based on a questionable mathematical equation which predicts a certain amount of cases in the future if you don't? Because that's what modelling is. 
And that's when people normally tell me to trust the science, bro. Got to trust. I'm afraid we got to trust the science on this one, boobs. You know, we've got to do what the experts say. So according to the modeling, uh, we need to send out 200 people from the army. 200 more troops. No, no, no. Make it 300. <laughs> got to trust the science, I'm afraid. So in terms of the Doherty modelling, the what they're saying is around 80%, you have options and choices. Mm. It's not to say... You have options. Like, you may get to have... You know, <laughs> they're talking about... The, the options and choices they're talking about is like, how many of your freedoms do we give back to you? That's what they're really saying. You really have to do break down political speech one line at a time. Her saying at 80% vaccines, we have options and choices is the same way as her saying at 80% vaccines, we'll give you some of your, you know, your things back that we took from you. Not all of them. Definitely not all of them. In fact, some of them, some of the restrictions are going to have to stay. Here's another thing I've noticed too, by the way. Uh, they'll say things like, you know, we're forecasting the end of lockdown at, at this particular time. But then they, they throw in a caveat, which is like, by saying that certain restrictions will be eased. So that's now the new definition for end of lockdown. According to the media and the politicians, they agree on this apparently because they both do it. I don't notice anybody else doing it. But their agreed definition is the end of lockdown, quote unquote, actually means easing some restrictions. Which, if you think about it, really means that we can have restrictions in place all the time if we want, and we can say we're not in a lockdown. Because the new definition of a lockdown is just easing some restrictions. That means we can have many restrictions that are never eased. But hey, we're not in a lockdown because we just redefined what it means. Now it means this. This is the new normal. We've been trying to acclimatise you to this for some time. We thought you'd have it by now. Clearly, clearly, Mr Biden, they're more stupid than we thought they were. They still haven't been programmed yet. So in terms of the Doherty modelling... Modelling? The, what they're saying is around 80%, you have options and choices. Mm. It's not to say you're not going to have to calibrate and respond. Um, your level of restrictions, what you permit, it may be that we actually have indoor mask wearing um, for years. Calibrate and respond. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the new speak. <laughs> Right there. <laughs> depending on what, <laughs> depending. <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to turn into Yuri Bezmenov at this at this point, at this moment in time. It's hard not to sit here and say. This uh, next, there will be a period of normalization. It's hard not to do that. 
if I were a weaker man, I might just do that. But of course, I'm not. We <laughs> recalibrate. <laughs> God, I can't even remember. That hurt me. That br that that really hurt. <laughs> just kick in the face. Your level of restrictions, what you permit, it may be that we actually have. It's not to say you're not going to have to calibrate and respond. Calibrate and respond. So that's the term we're using now for the future lockdowns, which we don't want to rule out, even if 80% people are vaccinated now. No, 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 no. We're not saying there will be future lockdowns, but we may have to calibrate and respond. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts my brain. That that level of that level of bullshit. It's just fucking. I mean, it's deadly. No, no, no. We're not going to lock anybody down. We're not going to promise that we're not going to lock anybody down, even if we get 80% vaccines, because who knows, at some point we may need to calibrate and respond. Oh. Please observe tunnel signage to facilitate safe maintenance activities, ladies and gentlemen. Um, your level of restrictions, what you permit, yep. it may be that we actually have indoor mask wearing um, for years. In, in certain settings. Mm. We may have factors that you're only permitted to go to certain high-risk venues mm. if you're vaccinated. And just like the UK, just like Canada, we just watched British Columbia. It's coming everywhere. Show proof of vaccination. The world is grappling with how... No, the world is just copying everything China did two years ago. We watched the fucking clips on this show. We watched it. The exact same thing. I mean, we can't take a W here. How we coexist with COVID. And this virus may throw us curveballs. There may be... You know, we've got the Delta... Curveballs! <laughs> Curveballs. You know, we've got the Delta variant. God help us. Virus may throw us curveballs with COVID, and this virus may throw us curveballs. May throw us curveballs. 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 Us curveballs. Us curveballs. They may us curveballs. Us curveballs. Us curveballs. They may be. You know, we've got the Delta variant. God help us if we have another variant. So. Don't worry, kids. We've got a new variant coming. <laughs> we got a new variant. Sticking on the 80% target issue, let's have a look. Epidemiologist and expert advisor to the World Health Organization, Mary Louise McClaws, joins us now. Mary Louise, Scott Morrison says 80... Mary, Malie Mary Louise McClaws sounds like a good 50s girlfriend name. Don't you think? Mary, it's Mary Lou, isn't it? Mary Louise McClaws. Of course, the astute observer and keen listener to the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen, will note, unsurprisingly, that our guest tonight does in fact have bold framed glasses. Yet again. 
Told you. Yes, Jim was on. See, Jim was on it. Gold frames. Every single time. <laughs> Gold frame glasses, ladies and gentlemen. Again, another key to the universe that we've unlocked. A little wormhole. A little vortex. We can slip between dimensions now since we've unlocked this ancient wisdom of the bold frame glasses. Percent is the magic number to reopen. Okay. Do so you can agree? We, can, basically, the question is, can we have our lives back at 80% vaccine, which a lot of people are pinning their hopes on because God bless them, God bless their little hearts, they really believed it when they were told at 80% they'll get all their freedoms back. They did. So I'm not even mad at them. I'm not even angry at them. But of course, I will be watching on, perhaps with a glass of cognac and a cigarette, as they proceed to lose their minds, that they're not, in fact, getting what they were promised. And that, in fact, it, they may never get it back, ever. <laughs> Because that's when the true believers, that's when they really start to have their own internal moral crises. When it's only when it's obvious that through no fault of their own, they've now become, you know, a problematic individual. So Mary, sweet Mary Lou, she's going to tell us that 80% is not the, is not the real number. Epidemiologist and expert advisor to the World Health Organization, Mary Louise McClaws, joins us now. Mary Louise, Scott Morrison says 80% is the magic number to reopen. Do you agree? 80%. Uh, Sinister Charlie pipped $5. Thank you, sir. Hey, Boogs. Hey. Haven't been around in a while. That's all right. Thought I'd give some love with American soon-to-be-not dollars. Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you very much, Senator Charlie. You couldn't have sent me your um your crypto password though, could you? By any chance? Apparently people are just giving their passwords out now. Can make a lot of money these days. 160 grand somebody made the other day on crypto. <laughs> yeah, he said he works for like a crypto marketing campaign. I don't know. He made 160 grand marketing crypto the other day. <clears throat> like I said. They'll rob you now, or the government will rob you later. Which one do you prefer? ...is not a bad number. However, one of the problems is if it's just 80% of the 16 years and over, what might happen is that the group that so far has been well vaccinated, and that's the 60 and over, at 48% so far with two doses... Okay. She's a little long-winded, but that's okay. She's a professor and a smart person. They tend to do that. They tend to ramble on, which is fine. Um, but the first sentence she said here should be it's key. Over. What might happen? Morrison says 80% is the magic number to reopen. Do you agree? Do you agree? What do you think? 80% and is not a bad number. However, one of the problems is if it's just 80% of the 16 years and over, what might happen is... Because the kids need to be vaccinated too, 16 and unders. Yeah? It's not good enough. Yeah, sure, 80% sounds good, but it's only 80% of 16 and over. <laughs> so really, it's not that good at all. Not until we start, you know, getting the good stuff into the kids. 
as quickly as possible. Diagnosed just over the weekend. So they hold most of the burden of disease, but they also are the spreaders um, because of their social network. Much more spreading uh, capability than anyone over 40. The kids are now, the boomers have gone, the boomers have gone full fucking Lex Luthor. The boomers are now declaring open war on the social circles of young people. I mean, they're telling you, you are a health risk now. Sorry, you can't do the things that we did. You know, many of these old, uh, you know, boomerish professors and stuff were themselves fucking hippies and flower children who were often getting laid by strangers, taking LSD and waking up in strange hotel rooms. They like to put on this facade that they're all, you know, they're above racist jokes and shit now. Some of them are just living on acid flashbacks and coffee. And they smell. Alright. We've got another expert opinion here. Let's let's see another expert opinion and then we'll get the fuck out of here for tonight. Thank you for joining us, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie. I'll be back with the starting block Friday morning and then back with this next week. Uh, don't forget to follow some of our friends at Rational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, everyone's favourite lover of Frenchwoman Mersh will be around. JJ, Pessy, The Rice Man, Winning TV tomorrow night with Victor Von Troom. Sinister Charlie does videos too. Follow Sinister Charlie. And follow everyone else. You know him by now. You know him. I say him every time. You know, we'll figure it out. All right. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to everyone who shared the show out. Thank you for everyone who uh, tipped tonight. Very generous of you. Thank you very much. It means a lot. All right. Bringing in infectious diseases expert, Professor Peter Collignon now. Let's Professor, good morning to you. Um, are you a little less optimistic about us coming out of this? Well, I'm very optimistic. By Christmas, we should be in a much, much better position for two reasons. Ah. First of all, we'll have a large percentage, you know, 70, 80% of the, uh, at the eligible population vaccinated. Right. Okay. Um, with two doses of vaccine because yeah. of the way it's accelerating yeah. now. But also, yes. come the mid-October the risk of transmission goes down because COVID is a seasonal uh, virus. Here it is. It's a respiratory virus and it spreads more readily in winter. Here it is! I'm telling you, heed my warning, Amero Bros, and I hope I'm wrong, but I just feel like come winter, they are going to go for the big, they're going to go for the big sniper round to your spine. It's just going to be, oh. It's gonna be brutal. I think they're setting you up for the winter, t- the winter time blues. I mean, you know, in the UK they celebrated Day Freedom Fucking Day, a day of freedom. Come summer, white boy summer. Fuck the vax. Imagine if it imagine if it turns out that Chet Hanks is actually in on it and he's part of the misinformation campaign. So he does White Boy Summer to agitate people into um, you know, vaccine hesitancy, and then all of the white boys get excluded from the nightclubs because they didn't get the vaccine. Chet Hanks ends up being at the center of the controversy. You know why? Because he's Tom Hanks' son. And we all know what Q people think about that guy. 
Trust the fucking plan. <laughs> optimistic about us coming out of this? Well, I'm very optimistic by Christmas we should be in a much, much better position for two reasons. First of all, we'll have a large percentage, you know, 70, 80% of the, uh, the eligible population vaccinated um, with two doses of vaccine because of the way it's accelerating now. But also, come the mid-October, the risk of transmission goes down because COVID is a seasonal uh, virus in that it's a respiratory virus and it spreads more readily in winter oh. and early spring. Oh. So we'll have two things going for us. It's We'll have a lot of people vaccinated, so personal protection. Personal protection. will be less as well. Yes. Because even if people are vaccinated to get infection, they tend to get mild ones rather than severe ones. You really? can see that with the New South Wales data currently. That there looked like the inside of one of our newly erected vaccine tents, ladies and gentlemen. Just a sneak, pre- a little sneak shot of it there. Have a look at that. You've got to be quick. The consequences will be less as well because even if people if you want to, vaccinated- do you want to see inside the quarantine tent? Vaccinated get infection, they tend to get mild. There you go. There it is. <laughs> Inside the quarantine tent, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it looks comfy, doesn't it? All right, I'm going to skip ahead here. Let's have a look here. All right. Let's see what this one's got to say. Professor, appreciate it. Though the Institute has insisted Australia will be safe to reopen once it reaches 70 to 80 percent vaccination rates, despite New South Wales' high case numbers. It comes as a number of states and territories distance themselves from the target set in Australia's path out of lockdown. (laughs) You know why? Because the governments want to retain their ability to lock people down. It's as simple as that. They might be retaining... They might want to retain the ability to lock people down because in their mind, the COVID threat is going to loom on the horizon forever. They might be purely virtuous, uh, you know, angelic beings sent here to protect us. But what they want is the ability to lock down for as long as they want. They don't want to give that back. That's why they're not agreeing to, hey, if if we get to 80% vaccination rates, then everything should be open. They're not agreeing to that because they want to have that ability. Guys, it's just two more weeks. It's just one more variant. It's just one more lockdown. It's just one more vaccine passport. It's just one more closure of the borders. It's just one more everything. One more time. It's just one more booster shot. And then you're right back to one more variant again. It's just one more winter spike. Just one more lockdown. Look, I'm afraid we're going to have to trust the science on this one. I mean, you have your freedoms, but... But... Look, I know you like to have your freedoms. I know you like the idea of having freedoms. Uh, But this is a pandemic and, you know, we did a lot of good work on the vaccines. We really did. So, uh, you know, it's just two more weeks. It's just one more variant. We're just going to have to take one more freedom away. We'll just have to lock you down one more time until you get your one more booster shot. And then we go right back to step number one. Hey, look, it's just one more variant. (laughs) So I guess on the upside, 
you know, in a couple of years from now, none of us will be able to act surprised, will we? On that note, which I think was a G. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's it. So I'll see you, like I said, on the starting block. I said I I did the whole plug earlier on in the show. (laughs) So I'm just going to get out of here. Till next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.